2: Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.
0: So there are three fundamental questions that every marketer should ask when crafting a campaign. First, is it relevant? Is it wonderful? And is it unexpected? Today, I am so thrilled to have Matt Kerbel. He's the director of strategic brand planning at Turo. He's joining us to share his insights on how to answer those questions and how to create campaigns that truly resonate. Turo is the world's largest car sharing platform. Think of it as like Airbnb for cars. So you can rent a Porsche for a weekend to say, I don't know, propose to your loved one, hint, hint, or rent a minivan for your family's cross-country trip, something I can't imagine doing. You can even rent a hearse. Yeah, you can rent a hearse, but we'll get to that in a few. Turo pays close attention to what their audience wants. That means recognizing that creators are among the most trusted resources for making purchase decisions. So buckle up as Matt takes us on Turo's journey to help consumers find their drive. Plus, we'll explore how Turo is using creative strategies to engage their audience and why creators are in the driver's seat.
1: I'm very proud of what you're doing. Smile for 15 seconds out a day and make the world a better place.
0: Welcome to Everything is Better with Creators, brought to you by Whaler. Join us as we dive into the latest trends, news, and strategies shaping the creator economy and learn how it's driving innovation and change. It is a bright and sunny day here in LA and I am talking to Matt Kerbel from Turo. This is unbelievably exciting my friend, and you're also our client. This is even better. Welcome, Matt.
1: Thank you from a, a beautiful day in San Francisco. Nice to hear that my old home is also looking quite pretty in SoCal.
0: For the moment, at least. We've been actually having weather, so it's kind of unusual. So wait, did you do you ever rent a Turo and drive around in San Francisco, or are you a train guy?
1: Public transportation is amazing here. It's been a minute, uh, if I'm being honest, since I had wonderful public transportation. Growing up, I did, and then LA, not so much. So we use Turo's for a lot of reasons. Yeah, just to get to work and back, the BART does a pretty darn good job because it drops off right at Turo HQ.
0: I'm going to set this up in a lot of different ways, but before we get started, could you, for those of the... Maybe the 10 people in the United States that don't know what Turo is. Could you just start and explain what Turo is and what you do there?
1: Sure. Yeah. So Turo is the number one car sharing platform on the planet. To simplify it for people, it is like Airbnb, but for cars. So we have hosts who host their cars on the platform for guests. To book them out, I am the director of strategic brand planning, which is a fancy way of saying I am helping us build uh, an amazing brand and putting more uh, nuance and intentionality about how we think about building this brand in helping our guests and our hosts have the best possible experience and providing them with the best possible sort of perceptions and and reputation of of Turo in as far and wide as we possibly can. So um, I joined. Uh, About six months ago, and it's been an absolute blast and joy. It's such a special place. Car rental for a long time has been not the best experience. And I think that what we offer be it that it's people powered, and be it that almost everybody around the world uh, owns a car and can put that car to better use while it's sitting idle for 95% of the time it is just so fun to be able to take on. Such a massive challenge and such an important challenge. So I really enjoyed my time and we are growing like a weed. And so it's just a really fun and energizing place to be right now.
0: You are all in, you're all over on social. And I know you, you can't fake that. That's not a, that's not a fake thing. The interesting thing about Turo is that it's one of those things that when you talk to people that have done it, they get very excited. Cause when we said we were working with you, people are like, Oh my God, I did it. It was fantastic. For a Gen X like me, it's an unusual model. What do you mean I'm gonna to have to deal with somebody else's car? And you guys are doing some really unique things, which we'll we'll talk about in a minute. But when you rent a car, do you rent it as a undercover like a secret shopper? Or do you tell people that you work at Turo? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we call ourselves the tourists, uh, who who work here, our employees and no, we we make it known. We want our hosts to feel comfortable. We want them to, to know that they're hosting somebody that does work for the company. And hopefully, as we are communicating with them in the platform, you know, we can just let them know that we're going to be wonderful guests, and we're going to take care of, of their cars and, and treat it with the respect that they deserve. And it's important, I think, for us to let them know and not try to secret shop our own people. But we have such a wonderful relationship with our host community. And that is really what makes working somewhere like this, which is a P2P marketplace, special versus working at a, a, a larger, uh, more traditional car rental type company.
2: That
0: P2P part, which makes so much sense, is a really important factor, obviously, because that's your business model. But it's also an extension of, I see a lot about the culture at Turo, which allows you to be a kinder, gentler, post-brand partner, you keep winning awards, Glassdoor loves you. You've won a few awards in the last six months or so, best place to work and one of the best places to work as a parent, which is not an easy thing to win. Can you talk to me about that culture and where it comes from and how it extends to the fact that you guys are dealing with customer service all day long?
1: It's something we're really proud of, and it's a huge reason why I joined. You can't fake your Glassdoor ratings. Those are uh, pretty difficult to manipulate. And when I was looking at potentially what I, I wanted to do next, I was maniacal about culture and, and the leadership group. And seeing Turo at the size that it's at, having raised as much as we've raised, having grown as much as we've grown. Filed an S1 to see it having the scores that it does on Glassdoor, not only the scores, but the enthusiasm in the reviews from current and former employees was just amazing. And so when I had the opportunity to interview and then join, I'm very proud to report that it is as advertised and more. You know, I think a few things when I think about this, one is Values on the wall and top of mind in absolutely everything that we do. We just updated them as a company at the end of 2022, which are grounded, driven, bold, and expressive. In everything that we do, we think about putting those values first, not only with respect to who we're looking to attract as guests and hosts, but also internally. And there's a lot of things that we do from affinity groups to a no rating system. So making everybody just feel extremely welcome. Our onboarding uh, experience is absolutely exceptional. You get to be in front of the company almost right away. And during an all hands, you introduce yourself. You have to say a fun fact, basically try to stump the president to see if, if Alex has, has never done that in his life. It's just like a really, really fun, welcoming, sort of enthusiastic onboarding experience, which just sets the tone. and you know, the reason why we don't have formal ratings system is because those are conversations we feel you should be having with your manager consistently. And it sort of removes that toxicity that comes from that sort of competitiveness. If we're hiring you, or if you've been hired, it's for a reason, it's for an expertise, it's for a passion, etc. And so that really empowers each of us to feel like owners and to feel empowered to be creative and to to speak up and ask a tremendous amount of questions. And so that extends across functions, that extends beyond titles. And one of the things we've been talking about lately a lot is as we grow bigger, how do we stay small? Because you want to make sure that there's not sort of red tape getting in the way, people are allowed to continue to be entrepreneurial. And it really just comes down to people feeling that level of ownership, not feeling like they're a cog in the wheel, so to speak. And so we talk about this often and open. The tone is set by Andre and the executive leadership team on a daily basis, all the way down. They're extremely approachable. And then, like you said, an amazing place to work for a variety of folks, but parents, of which I am very proud Papa of a couple little guys. And being able to respect folks of all walks of life and look at that as a strong competitive advantage and, you know, diversity as power, which is reflected in our host and guest communities, it just all has come together in in this way that we feel extremely well positioned to grow culturally and as a business and have that reflect what we do in servicing our hosts and, and our guests. So they always say that culture eats strategy for breakfast. I ascribe to that. And we have some just incredible servant leadership that are brilliant, but also get out of the way and let folks do what they're really special at doing.
0: And one of the benefits that we've talked about with that kind of a culture allows people to take risks and to be creative in a way that maybe is not as easy in other organizations. And that's a really interesting topic that I know you talk about is. Just the idea of creativity we all know is not easy, and it's a it's a muscle that you have to develop for your team. The ability to come up with a crazy idea and we're gonna i want to ask you about some of your work with creators is not common at every company, so it, it feels like the culture really enables broad thinking i mean it's a crazy idea to think about that you'd get cars from people. And to begin with, that's creative in its own way. How do you guys think about your marketing and communicating that vibe? The traditional a car business is I mean it's a terrible experience. How do you guys take that culture and really translate it into your marketing and your external presence?:
1: Yeah, it's a great question. and it's a huge responsibility that we bear. A couple fun facts. There are about one and a half billion cars. On the planet, I think alone in the U.S., there's 290 million registered vehicles and 230 million drivers who are licensed, and so the opportunity is incredible. Right. 290
0: and 290 vehicles and 230 that are licensed. Does that mean there's 60 million people driving around without a license?
1: No, 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 no. no. It means it means a lot of people have have more than one car, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe but no. Uh, no. <laughs> well, well, you know, maybe maybe both. Um, the thing is, is it reminds me a lot of when I was, when I was at Lyft sort of early days, I I started at Lyft in 2015, I want to say I was also employee 900 something here. I'm employee 800 something, and you can say yes to a lot of things, uh, but you shouldn't. (laughs) And that's, that's the, that's the rub, right? The rub is there's a lot of things that are coming our way in terms of ways in which we, we could build the brand and the and the business and there's also a lot of ideas that we have obviously and so one thing that we've done is we've established basically a decision tree for looking at sort of you know big creative ideas collaborations campaigns what have you and the first two extremely important questions that we ask ourselves within that tree is one does it align with our values if the answer is No, or even questionable, full stop. And two, will our intended audience love it? And then from there, there's questions about timeliness. What can we add to the conversation that's unique? Like, why Turo? What's the deal with us getting involved in in whatever, you know, this subject matter is? Is there an authentic tie to cars in some way, right? I mean, we could find somebody to collaborate with who is, you know, wonderful and has values alignment and is extremely beloved by our target audience. But, you know, we need to ensure that that there's some sort of tie to, to cars or to Turo, right? If they've been a guest, if they've been a host, they have some sort of affiliation and, and love for cars and car culture. I mean, that's where it makes a lot of sense. And or do they have some sort of love and affiliation and affinity for you know, a partner maybe that we're we're partnering with, and we can we can talk about that a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think that things like social media, entertainment, how we learn, those things are all constantly evolving. The only constant is change and platforms come and go, and, and the way that people learn and, and, and are entertained evolves. But creativity and authenticity are timeless. That is not something that is going to go away. That is something that people always yearn for. And at the end of the day, there's just fundamentally been a power shift from from brands to people. You know, people are becoming the brands in many cases. And for traditional brands like Turo and businesses that have brand names that aren't people, uh, that aren't creators, the onus is on them to understand that and to invite their community to participate, to co-create, and to really serve them as opposed to just try to sell to them all the time, which the madman days of, of marketing is, is long gone. And so to the extent that creativity and authenticity are you know, massive engines, think about any brand that you love, and, and that is fundamentally creativity and authenticity grounded in, in tremendous amount of empathy and, and being able to understand and walk a mile in, in their audience's shoes that's where creators are at right now. Very different than influencers. I go on The Bachelor, people see me, therefore I now have influence. Yes, that still exists, but the, the people audiences are resonating the most with are the ones that have put in the work that have written and produced and created and story told you know, over and over and over again, and they earned influence. credibility over time. And hopefully, they protect their brand such that when they work with brands like Turo, both sides are looking for that creator to connect with their audience and represent our brand or whatever brand in a way that doesn't seem fake, that seems genuine, that seems authentic, that seems fun and memorable and isn't just trying to sell them from the start. And so I love this, this shift. I think it's fascinating. I think creators can come from from anywhere now. You know, there's so many tools to be able to create. People are talking about, for example, AI or, you know, the advent of, you know, NFTs and being able to, to create and creationism through digital and people are afraid of it. I'm so excited to see what people do with it. And what some people have been doing with it so far is pretty exciting and mind blowing from a creativity standpoint. So creativity is hard going back to your original question. And it is a muscle that must be flexed, because like anything, it takes practice, it takes learning, it takes falling on your face, and it takes erasing and and doing over again. And the only way that you can really safeguard it is by really, really understanding, truly understanding your audience. And just having a super, super excellent sense for what's going to resonate with them, that's going to serve their goals, that's going to create an emotional reaction from them and is going to get them to just genuinely root for you. So that's, that's how I sort of think about it.
0: It's such a, a fantastic way to put it. And, and yet there's so many companies that still look at the creator economy as, as you say, it's like the, it's like a bright and shiny thing. It's not a real thing. It's like a fad or a tactic. Hey, listeners, hang tight. We're not going anywhere. Our Everything is Better with Creators podcast will be right back after a word from our sponsors.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood f. so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash
0: switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence.
0: So let's talk about what Turo is doing in the creator economy uh, and how that came about and the, the thought process behind it. Because I think a lot of people that are listening are trying to figure out, well, how how can I do something like that at my company? And what, you know, how do you sell it in, basically?
1: So uh, it, it kind of coalesced in a couple of ways. One is, as we learn more about our audience, uh, who we're trying to attract at this point. In our company's maturity, they are absolutely paying attention to creators, and creators are influencing them in really wonderful ways. And so, on one hand, that is where they are. And then on the other hand, as a company and, and as a category in car sharing, we've grown a, a tremendous amount, and especially in the last few years. Don't get me wrong. And, and we are on this excellent trajectory, super exciting trajectory. At the same time, there are a lot of people who still are not aware of Turo and or are not aware, or maybe if they're aware, don't have sort of an in-depth understanding of, of car sharing yet. It's still relatively new, and it doesn't have the same proxy that obviously Uber and Lyft with taxi cabs did, or even an Airbnb and Vrbo did and HomeAway with couch surfing. Like There was a degree of familiarity. This is a little bit of of uncharted waters. And so, you know, we're still looking for ways to create awareness. For me and our team, it's not just about quantity of, of impressions and, and reach, but it's it's about the quality of that first impression. You only get one of those. And so to the extent that people don't want to be sold to when they experience something for the first time, I always talk about three things. Is it relevant? Is it wonderful? And is it unexpected? And creators are an excellent way of being able to do that, to, to collaborate in an unexpected way to storytell and do something really fun. And the other thing I would say is not only do you not have to micromanage them, but you shouldn't <laughs> micromanage them. And when we worked with you guys and the Whaler team did an amazing job of of sort of casting, right, of of providing us with all kinds of you know amazing range of options of of people who are super special and talented by their own right, even the group of folks that we didn't necessarily go with, we could have done amazing work with any of them and at the end of the day we we had moments with your team where these creators are are coming back, and I'm saying, make it less salesy. <laughs> like who does that right? like who does that? but i'm, you know, contrarian in that sense. My favorite things that i see on the internet are not salesy, right? And you know, we just had the Super Bowl and i think that that is is being echoed in spades. And so, to the extent that we were looking for an innovative way, a different way we we hadn't really employed creators before to do this kind of stuff for us, to try to not only increase awareness but do it in a way that is memorable and different and and gets people to actually watch the asset all the way through and then participate in the comments and uh, you know a little bit of that social proof, people are going to these creators every day because, again, relevant, wonderful, unexpected. They don't know what they're going to do next. And so it's not as disruptive when a brand like Turo or any brand makes their way into a creator's feed when it's done with something that's entertaining and informative and clever. And so we extended that to a variety of amazing folks who, you know, some were storytellers, some were VFX artists, some were transition experts. And we just said, all right, let's do this. Let's have fun. Let's try things and let's learn. And said, we have all of these other portfolio of channels that are working hard for us but we need to understand the potential of, of this as something that we could do more uh, over time. And it was so fun. And the the sentiment in the comments, everybody was so excited. People were saying more quote unquote ads should be like this. And you know what was also wonderful was just the partnership from the creators. They were really amenable, super professional. And these are people that like didn't set out to necessarily do this. And so they're also just real people. They're just genuine. They're not in their heads. They don't have sort of these expectations. They just feel honored to take their talents and apply it to something that will make their audience happy. We we also want to also make sure that we're we're always working with folks who are excited to work with us, who've, who've heard of us, who've hopefully used Tarot before. And we found a lot of that as well, which was incredibly helpful because it just, Ratcheted up that authenticity factor.
0: It's so fun to get a brand that's willing to play. You know, you guys have game, and that makes it entertaining for everybody. And I think the work really reflects that. I think sometimes we hear from, we see it, and we hear from creators when there's, you know, a lot of nervousness or control, uh, you don't get the same result. But you know, one of the things that we say is, if you if you want to reach a community, why not source the ideas directly from that community? It sort of collapses that funnel. What lessons did you learn? What can you share that that you learned that's not a corporate secret that will get you in trouble, or tell us how will <laughs> get you in trouble, and let's see how nice that culture is.
1: I'll give a little bit of, of background context. We we started this this journey of evolving our brand a long time ago, but it really picked up steam in 2021, where we evolved our positioning and uh, we talk about we talk about finding one's drive. We, we say, find your drive. And that really appeals to so many people who are you know looking to be inspired, who are looking to have incredibly unique experiences, who are looking for growth in their lives and progress. And that that really manifests on both our, our host and our guest side. And then in 2022, we built off of that. And we launched our Open Doors campaign, which is essentially Turo being a conduit to Possibilities to extraordinary experiences. You know, we we have this superpower of selection of vehicles. It is truly remarkable, and we wanted to to have fun with that. We wanted to, to whimsically show that, and the campaign is is wonderful. And then something that we wanted to do is we said, well, you know, how do we bring this to life in new ways? And that's when we said, you know, let's let's extrapolate that that open doors concept. To these creators, and that's a, that essentially was the brief. It was how can you guys think about opening doors to possibilities through these vehicles, and it was just unbelievable the diversity of creativity. Like where different people's heads went was super <laughs> cool and fun. And I just remember seeing some of the ideas, and you know, I had to quickly huddle with with my legal counterpart. Both of us were just like sold, done, go, make that. That's awesome. Uh, and then, like I said, you know, some of them would come back and maybe it would be in their copy or they wanted to do text overlay because it was a brand. And and we were like, again, like make it less salesy, like do less, infuse more of you. And so I think that that was that was really wonderful. And, you know, and then we expanded that that thinking to, to partnerships that we had. So, you know, Open Doors extended to a partnership we had with, with Michelin, where we actually partnered with Michelin-starred chefs and their restaurants. And so you could book a Turo, and then you would have this amazing, all-included experience. You'd meet the chef, and you'd have this wonderful dinner at this Michelin-star restaurant. And then we partnered with Netflix, and we partnered with Whaler on that as well. And obviously, Wednesday, as a show, was lighting the world on fire and you know, everybody was was dancing on TikTok, and it was a lot of fun. Everybody was talking about it, and that's where we go back to our uh, our decision tree. And West Coast Customs had made this amazing Wednesday hearse, super super cool looking, like just old school, evil looking, but but vintage and and really eye catching at the same time. And we were able to put it on our our platform and have people book it starting on a Wednesday for $13. And it was so much fun. Uh, it, it sold out. We we said, well, how can we supercharge this? And fortunately, we reached out to Whaler and we were able to work with Alexia DelVal, who's, who's awesome. And what we loved about it was she was a super fan of both sides, of Turo and of Wednesday. She'd already been making Wednesday content. It was engaging like crazy with her audience. And we said, well, what if we gave you this hearse? <laughs> Like, what would you do with this with this hearse? And people love cars, and and all of these creators loved cars. We had people who were like, "Can I go out of pocket and get this amazing, beautiful Lamborghini?" And then you know, all of a sudden, we have this this van going to you know the mountains, and this other car that was like somebody's dream car growing up, or or it was a really important car from their childhood. Everybody has a story. And so, again, I think just through keeping things really simple and, and staying true to our values, staying true to that kind of authentic love for the subject matter, it just translated in, in such a wonderful way. And I think the other thing that I realized, brands cannot or, or should not try to create in lieu of the creators, let the cooks cook, you know what I mean? Like, let them, let them do their thing. And and watch them, you know, create magic like you can always provide feedback and whatever on the back end, It's like your children, like don't sort of block their creativity, block their imagination, let it let it run where it will. And it was so, so fun to be able to see uh, where it went. And it just added a a tremendous dimension to our open doors campaign. And and holistically, uh, we've just been seeing great results. So we're really, really happy about it.
0: Well, and also I think if you happen to have a legal partner, like sounds like I don't know who your, your legal team is, but they were amazing and
1: shout shout out Allie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Allie, thank you. Not everybody has an Allie. I'm telling you. We we get we get, you know, it's and I we understand it's, sometimes you can't do it, but you guys really did allow the creators to think out of the the box in so many different ways. But that was one of my favorite
1: campaigns. <laughs> One other thing I would say would just be being really, really intentional about who you select um, on the creators front, you know, and, and having a, a diverse array of folks. We have, you know, sort of two groups um, that, that are similar but different uh, who, who we are very, very focused on because they've shown a tremendous predisposition to car sharing and to, and to Turo. And, um, you know, some creators would appeal to both groups, but you know, we were very intentional about finding some that, you know, appealed to column A and some that appealed to column B. And, you know, what I love is that I was able to to partner with folks on my team who who oversee creative, who oversee social, who oversee comms, and and we were able to get together and and just provide our sort of authentic commentary, thinking about our values, thinking about the the audience of of each creator and just being super intentional. And, and I really do believe that that led to stronger results than it otherwise would have, you know, when there's strong alignment from Whaler as the agency and excitement and strong alignment from the client, the work, you just have this very sound confidence that it's going to work, you know, because you've just put in the work up front.
0: That's where the magic happens. Well, I love this quote that, that I've found of yours and I've, I've I've heard you say it and you write about it and you say, kind of ask yourself, this is your quote. So I'll be reading something to you. What are the movements that are happening around us that affect how we not only behave, but also alter our normal course of behavior? If you understand that, you'll be a heck of a more successful marketer. So what are those movements? And you've touched on a number of themes, creativity, the idea of having an empathetic approach to your clients or your partners making sure it's unexpected how does that translate to your marketing philosophy either in the past or in the future
1: yeah so this is really important um, and I appreciate you bringing this up because this is something I'm really passionate about and I don't think enough marketers think enough about this which is you can get extremely deep in terms of doing the work to understand your intended audience as as people, and you can create really, really pretty pages in PowerPoint all about them and what it is they you know that makes them tick and and all that kind of good stuff. but if you're not considering the cultural context the 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 cultural sort of world around them the factors that are influencing what it is they do on a daily basis what they're going to do next and the the fork in the road it's going to cause them right we all experienced the pandemic we're all experiencing economic challenges you know there's there's wars there's disasters there's a lot of things that are going on there's a generational transition right i mean there's there's all of these things that are happening political things around us and if you don't take into consideration Those sort of like macro factors, right? The cultural anthropology of it all, like how people feel about things like sustainability, right? Things like the future of work, you know, all the things that are kind of. I mean, right? You you might you might have studied somebody, but how they are working from home is different than how they are in that sort of traditional office space. And so, it's one thing to understand people; it's another thing to understand the sort of construct of of what is causing them to tick. Not only what makes them tick, but what's causing that in the first place and and the things that are constantly changing. People have seen this before. I'm definitely not the first person to say this, but I do kind of ascribe to the, you know, sort of Todd Kaplan school of brand truth, human truth, and cultural truth, right? Which is, you know, look, for our brand truth, selection is our superpower, right? And and we know that the right car can make any moment more special. When we put the power in the the person's hand to actually make that that exact decision of the exact set of wheels that they want that can fundamentally, you know, elevate any experience. The human truth is that cars have been making a difference in people's lives for a long time and and they see it as signs of progress, benchmarks, right? They're they're opportunities. But when you think about the cultural truth, it's really it really comes down to car culture and it comes down to thinking about the the ways in which Cars have manifested in the most important moments in people's lives. You know, whether it's trying to make a first impression on somebody, whether it's going on the most memorable road trip of their entire life, maybe even by themselves, and they didn't think it was possible that they could go on this adventure, right? Or departing their wedding in this unbelievable classic car that says just married and the movies that that we see and the cars that we remember. As I think about all this and I, I think about some of the best examples, it's also about the context in which people are actually. Using your vehicles, so I'll give you. So a Turo example is our CEO Andre has many cars on Turo. He's a one of the you know most famous hosts on Turo, and he's a a remarkable host and takes it very seriously. And his Porsche, and I I may be misquoting, but it's it's had five or six marriage proposals. (laughs) Like people have booked his car. And then during the course of that booking, there's been half a dozen marriage proposals. I don't know that that would happen at just any, any company. And then you think about these kind of other truths. So I have a friend and they will remain nameless, but they, they once booked a Tesla on Turo and took it home for the holidays and punked their sister who was in line for her Tesla, who had been waiting months. And this person tricked their sister into believing that they had jumped the line and gotten the Tesla. Oh my. So the ways, <laughs> the ways that people use these things are really, really important beyond just who they are on a, on a spreadsheet. And another example that I love is what Chipotle did, right? You have people who go to Chipotle, they get a water cup, they put it under the water lever thingy, and they end up hitting lemonade and it was just this cultural sort of not so secret sort of unhidden truth or what have you chipotle winked back and made this water cup looking lemon scented candle <laughs> where it looks like a water cup and it smells like a lemon because of lemonade and le- and basically chipotle's like hey you keep you keep doing that don't worry about it. Like we we see you, you know, and, and I, I think there's so many great examples of that these days, but there's not enough. And I think there are some fantastic creatives who who really understand this and some fantastic marketers and and their teams who really understand the the factors around us that are that are making us tick, the things that are causing us tension and helping to accelerate our dreams. And so that would be kind of the biggest piece of advice I would say that I would impart from our conversation so far is really not to forget about the the cultural context and, and recognize not only who your folks are, but the the factors around them that are causing them to be who they are.
0: I mean, got to end it right there. They got to end on a high note. I, I love that, Matt. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for your time. This has been a master class and I got to go. I've got, I've, I've, I have rented a turo before, but I, I've got to go find one that's a little wacky. So we'll have to sidebar <laughs> to figure out which one I'm gonna. I'm going.
1: Yeah, we've got wheels of of, of all types. You pick your ride, and you know, uh, have an have an amazing experience.
0: I'm gonna do that, and then I will report back. Thank you so much, Matt Kerbal. You are you are a gentleman and a creative, just empathetic person that I love talking to. So thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the time. uh, And I look forward to chatting again soon.
0: Thanks, Matt. Everything is Better With Creators is honored to be part of the Adweek Podcast Network and the Acast Creator Network. And we're so grateful for your support. So if you enjoyed the show, please hit that subscribe button.
2: Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet viral growth Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: And if you have a moment, we'd really appreciate a rating and a review. To keep up with all things Whaler and the latest in the creator economy, check us out at whaler.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, signing off for now. We'll catch you next time with another episode of Everything is Better with Creators, powered by Whaler. Thanks so much for tuning in.